Welcome to Christian Faith Center. We're a church that meets in multiple locations. If you'd like to know more about our church, just head to our website, experiencecfc.com. Thanks for joining us. Hey, CFC Nampa family, and big shout out to our online campus family joining us today. Hey, Pastor Amanda and I are so privileged to be able to be with our Caldwell campus family. And then we're going to be driving to the 2 p.m. service at our Slavic campus today and really getting to be with some of the CFC family this last Sunday gathering of the year. Kind of a cool thing. I'm going to be issuing CFC commission minister credentials to a brand new minister at our Caldwell campus and a brand new minister at our Slavic campus, laying hands on them, installing them. God's doing such a good thing, growing us in every way. So love you guys and uh, can't wait to see you soon. But today we've got a real special treat for all of you. Somebody who really is no stranger to this house. You know him, you love him, but just in case you don't, I want to give him a great introduction. He's got a great word he's going to share with you, part two of our Fulfilled series. So do me a big favor and give him a huge CFC Nampa and CFC online welcome as Pastor Monty Sears, our legacy pastor, comes and brings the word of God to us today. Come on, put your hands together. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. You guys are, you know, you're stuck with the second string today. Although looking around at the caliber and quality of our Nampa pastoral staff, I think we're probably the 10th string. But uh, it is good to be with you today. And I want to set something up and give you an update on what's going on with Kelly and I. I know we have heard many, many actually over and over that, uh, boy, how does retirement feel? And, uh, you know, we didn't know that would irritate us, and then we'd laugh, and then we would dream one day. But how many recognize, as a blood-bought, spirit-filled believer, there's no such thing as retirement. You just retread and continue to facilitate the will of God. And um, it is wonderful to be with you today. Uh, This is our home. And those of you who are new, um, 15 years ago, Actually, 16 years ago, God sent Kelly and I here and gave us a vision to plant seven CFC campuses that are growing through conversion. And uh, about nine months ago, we planted our seventh campus. So six months ago, we we, we placed a very sacred baton, the baton of senior leadership of this great church into the hands of our spiritual kids, Pastor Jordan and Pastor Amanda. And they are doing such a great job. I would just encourage you, fasten your seatbelts regarding 2022 and beyond. How many know that our best days are in our future? Can you say amen? But it's wonderful to be with you. Um, God gave Kelly and I a word at the beginning of this, this year called fulfillment. And so many of our dreams have been fulfilled, that being one of them, passing the baton off with integrity at the right time to the right people and not to fumble the handoff. And uh, we have done that with the help of God in a tremendous way. So Kelly and I, we just wanted to give you an update on on what uh, our next is in 2022 and beyond. And we have a logo we'd like to put up right now. 
This is Dream Builder Ministries, and you've seen that logo before, but I'm able to go public for the very first time today and give you an update. Um, Dream Builder Ministries is a consulting ministry and encouraging ministry uh, across the nation to help pastors and churches achieve their God-given dreams. A lot of pastors have vision, but they don't know how to achieve the vision that God has placed in their heart. And this is an arena that Kelly and I operate in very powerfully, as you are aware of. So I'm very pleased to announce that uh, Arizona, we have taken on 10 churches in Arizona beginning in 2022 to come alongside to help the pastors, help the boards, help the staff, help the churches reach their communities. So how many recognize a church exists to glorify God and reach the community that God has placed them in? Can you say amen? We also have churches across the nation that are going to be working with us and us with them. So we're also going to be facilitating our role here as legacy pastors, We're also facilitating our role at Lifeline Pregnancy Care Center, also facilitating my role as the uh, Southern Idaho Assembly of God Assistant Superintendent. So this is what retirement looks like to me. Um, So would you pray for us? This is Ascending Church. And uh, again, we're not moving, nothing like that. Thank God for Zoom and conference calls. But this is big for Kelly and I, and I believe this is going to extend God's hand and His reach through this church exponentially. I really believe that. So now you're a lot smarter than me. So now you know what I know, but probably know a little bit more. So Kingdom Builder Ministries 2022, coming alongside and helping churches in Jesus' name. Kelly, were you going to want to say something? Oh, Dream, excuse me, Dream Builder Ministries. There it is. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it right in the second service, I promise. All right. Well, God bless you. Would you give my wife a great big hand? Love you, hon. Bless you. Well, I'm excited to preach the very last uh, message of 2021. And uh, Emmanuel, we know that literally means God with us. How am I grateful that he's no longer far from us, that God is with us. He's not even near us. God with us. He is here with us. Do you know that it is written, that is fulfilled, by the way, it is written that certain people laid Jesus in certain places over the course of his life. Do you know that Jesus was laid in a trough? Jesus was laid on a cross and Jesus was laid in a borrowed tomb. But notice with me through the New New Testament, fulfilling prophecies that the trough is empty. The cross is empty. The grave is empty. How many grateful that we worship a risen Savior, that he he did not just rise from the dead, but he rose and he defeated death, hell, and the grave. Come on, can we all put our hands together and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know that Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies 
of the Old Testament with his birth, his life, his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection. Some scholars believe he could have fulfilled up to 400 prophecies. Do you know that on the day that he was arrested, crucified, and buried in a borrowed tomb, that he fulfilled 27 messianic prophecies? How many know that he is a God that fulfills everything? He leaves nothing undone. So what I want to do today is I, I want to champion this word fulfilled through the birth of Jesus Christ, fulfilled many prophecies and many promises to the world. But today I want to look at a, a, a promise of God that was fulfilled to a person, to a person, Simeon in the New Testament. If you would turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, and I want to begin reading in verse 21. And we utilize this verse for dedicating babies to the Lord, children to the Lord. The Bible says eight days Dr. Luke is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, his name was called Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived. Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of the child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required of the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. At that time, now listen closely, the Bible says, at that time there was a man, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. So today I want to look at the promise of God that he made to Simeon. He was a righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. So we are introduced to Simeon. He was waiting for the Messiah to come. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. How many say that's a promise? That day, the Spirit led him. That day, the Spirit led him, Simeon, where? To the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He was there because of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Don't miss your there. Simeon was there, and he took the child, picture with me, he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. For you, as you have promised, I have seen your salvation which has been prepared for all people. 
He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents, this is Mary and Joseph, Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Would you bow your hearts before the Lord as we pray? Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we're just thankful for what you're doing in our midst. And Lord, most of all, um, we're just thankful for Jesus. We're thankful that you made a way that we might be redeemed from selfish, destructive living and lives, that the deepest, darkest of sin can be blotted out by the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are alive. And Father, we thank you that you are the God that gives promises to your people. And Lord, we thank you that you are the God that fulfills your promise. So, Lord, I pray for your anointing, and I pray that you just speak through your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. The promises of God, yes, they are for people, but how many recognize the promises of God are not just for a people, they are for a person. You can personalize the word of God. If you were to ever borrow my Bible, all through my Bible, Old Testament and New, in the good places where it says you... I write my name, Monty. How many recognize the Bible is a love letter from Almighty God to his kids? So the promises of God are for a nation, they're for a people, but they're also for you. So I have three thoughts for your consideration today. Number one, God has a promise for me. And God has a promise for you. The Bible says at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout. Remember that, righteous and devout, and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Was the birth of Jesus for the whole world? Yes. But within the promise to many, there was a promise to the one. And a lot of times we see and we embrace the promises of God for the many. But friends, I don't want you to miss sight of the fact that God, yes, has a promise for nations, for Israel, for his children, Christians, but he also has a promise for the one. God gave Simeon a promise. Simeon. God has a promise for me, and God has a promise for you. If you believe it, can you scream a great big amen? We must not miss where the promise came from. It was the Holy Spirit that revealed the promise to Simeon. Simeon, interesting to note, Simeon had a walk with the Holy Spirit. The Scriptures teach in the Old Testament, remember, the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. We were in Luke chapter 2. The Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost, had not fully come. So in the Old Testament, and we read in the life of Simeon, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people. 
and they would do great and mighty exploits. But the vernacular of Simeon appears that he had a walk with the Holy Spirit. Again, the Scripture teaches that the Old Testament, the Spirit was poured out upon people, but not in a moment. Simeon was not like that, not in a moment, but he seemed to walk in a continual sense. Again, you need to see the importance of this because this is pre-Pentecost. Again, the Old Testament would come upon a person and then leave. But how many are grateful that we are post-Pentecost people? That the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is not here today and gone tomorrow. It's a continual walk with the Holy Spirit. We walk with Him on a daily basis. You see, imagine with me in heaven. Uh, we've had several loved ones, and uh, I look around, I see spouses. Your loved one is with the Lord. Imagine with me just for a moment, heaven. I can imagine when we get there. Matter of fact, how many are looking forward to a cloudy day when the Lord takes us home? How many got some loved ones in heaven? Let me see your hands. We will be reunited forever and ever and ever and ever. Come on, can we just put our hands together and say, thank you, Lord, that you made a way that we can forever be with you. But I can imagine in heaven, when we get there, um, you and I looking for and asking men of God from the Old Testament. Maybe it was Moses or Joshua or Samson or others and asking them, wouldn't you love to ask them, what was it like for the Holy Spirit to come upon you in power? Man, imagine, wouldn't you have liked to have been there and witnessed that? Samson, what was it like for the Holy Spirit to come upon you in power? But in reality... I believe we're going to get to heaven, and I believe the the Moses, the Joshua, the Samsons, they're going to be looking for us and asking us, what was it like to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, not coming upon and leaving, but living in you? The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says, lives in you. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? It was the Holy Spirit that led Simeon there. And it is there that the promise of God came to fulfillment. Can you say amen? John chapter 16, verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will guide you into all truth. I'm all right with devotional books, but our main staple is the Word of God. 
And as you open it, there are great, there are great books, devotional books, but how many recognize the Bible is the only book that's ever been written? Every time you open it, the author is present, the Holy Spirit revealing the Word of Almighty God. Is there anyone else you've read, read a Scripture over and over and over, but it, it's like that fourth time, it's like that fiftieth time, just something in your life, just wow, and you reveal God, the Holy Spirit revealed new revelation. That is the Holy Spirit leading you and I into all truth. Can you say amen? Our God is a promise-giving God, and our God has the authority and the power to fulfill the promises that He has made to his children, if you believe that, say amen. So let me give you just a key to receiving the promise. How many in the house God's given you a promise that's not yet been realized? Let me see your hands. I'm just going to wait. Okay. God's given you a promise, and it's not yet been realized. Let me just give you a tip here. Simeon, the Bible says, was, was both righteous and devout. He wasn't just right with God, being righteous. He was faithful in his walk with God. That's being devoted. God is looking to give promises to people who are led by the Holy Spirit and are righteous before God and are devoted to his presence. And every promise, can I suggest to you, because it's true, strong suggestion, Every promise that God speaks over your life, over my life, it's always bigger than your life. A lot of times we think that the promise of God or vision or the cause of Christ is about a lifetime. That is mistaken. That is not true. The promises of God that He has spoken over my life, your life, it's not over your lifetime, it's over your lifeline. How many recognize that there's some promises that God gave me that, you know, I I don't believe I'm going to die, just like you, we're going to go up in the rapture, can we say amen? But should my heart stop one day? How many recognize that because the vision of God, the cause of God on my life and the ministry that God entrusted me to is not about my lifetime, it's about my lifeline. How many recognize Pastor Jordan and Pastor Amanda are going to be walking in the promises of God that God gave to Kelly and I, not yet fulfilled in our lifetime, but will be fulfilled in our lifeline? Secondly, notice with me, the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us realize the promises of God. I want to read this again. That day the Spirit led him, Simeon, into the temple. The Spirit led Simeon into the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, again, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms, praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation. It is the Holy Spirit that leads us into the promises of God. And every single born-again, Spirit-filled Christian is being led by the Holy Spirit. Your life, whether you know it or not, is being led by the Holy Spirit of God. The Bible said that Simeon was there. It's an obedient heart 
that is willing to surrender your life, your will, your plans, your ways to follow the path that the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. The Bible said that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. How many recognize your steps, my steps, are ordered of the Lord? And without the Holy Spirit's leading, how many recognize if this is the way that God wants me to walk, I'm probably going to walk this way? So it is that daily interaction with the Holy Spirit that keeps our feet on the path that Jesus Christ died to place us on. How does the Holy Spirit direct us? Let me just give you a couple of ways. Um, How many recognize the Holy Spirit directs us through the Word of God? Um, I've had people come up and prophesy over my life, especially early on in my ministry, and they were saying crazy things that did not, I knew in my heart, did not line up with the Word of God. How many recognize it is the Holy Spirit through the Word of God that calls, commissions, and speaks first? And then the Holy Spirit is so faithful to bring brothers and sisters of Christ along to bring confirmation. So the Holy Spirit leads us through the Word of God. Can you say amen? Here's a big one. It's not popular preaching, but I'm grateful that this church under the anointed ministry of the Buellers, the Sears, and now the Hodges, We don't preach what's popular or the latest fad. We preach the Word of God. And that is one of the primary reasons God has blessed our church, and we are one of the leading Assembly of God churches in America. Um, The Holy Spirit of God also leads through conviction. I am, I know in my heart, Oh, I want the blessings of God, and Kelly and I, we are blessed. But I believe more than the blessings of God, we need the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I got a feeling you're a lot like Kelly and I. It's that wonderful conviction of the Holy Spirit when you begin to stray or you begin to doubt takes form that you start questioning the promises of God and you start saying inner things. You know, I'm just Monty. Certainly that couldn't be a promise for me. Or, you know, you start and you start to, and it's the, the, the gentle nudging and it hurts so good, the Holy Spirit convicts so that we walk the path that Jesus Christ died to put us on. The Bible says that Simeon was there. Simeon was there. And it's interesting, we don't really know what Simeon expected. Did he expect that Jesus, when he was 33 years old, was going to step into the temple and here I am? A lot of times, the promises of God, they come in a different shape and a different form. He was longingly, eagerly waiting for the Messiah, the Redeemer, (laughs) and in comes a brand new spanking baby. But something inside of him knew that this was not 
just any old brand new baby. This was the God child. This was the Messiah. This was the Son of God. This was the one that brings redemption to the world. He was there, and the promise was fulfilled, I believe, in large part because the Holy Spirit of God led and directed his life and got him where God desired him to be. Third thought for your consideration. God's promises will always require perseverance. Will always require perseverance. I think on the outline it just says will. I'm adding a word. Will always require perseverance. There's always, there's always a sacrifice to be made. There's always a laying down of yourself. My daddy had big dreams for me. He wanted me to be a, an engineer and make a lot of money and design buildings. But my heavenly father had a different plan and dream for my life. And I had to lay down the plan that my earthly daddy, my adopted daddy, spoke into my life to pick up the dream that my heavenly Father had for my life. But it takes perseverance. The Bible says that day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised, for I have seen your salvation. Kingdom principle, you might want to write this down. To see your promise fulfilled, you've got to look through the eyes of faith. God calls me into full-time ministry. Um, Born again at 21 years of age out of the drug culture in Northern California. Moved to Arizona. My parents got a divorce. Moved to Arizona. Meet Kelly. Five and a half months later, we're married. Other than Jesus, best choice I ever made. February, we celebrate 40 years of holy matrimony. Yeah. Raise a family. I'm working construction. My own company on the side as well, construction, pouring concrete. Blow my lower back up. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of a call that he placed upon my life when I was first born again. See, I don't know, you probably don't know this, but I led most of my druggy buddies to Jesus in a matter of just four months. I didn't know any. I was completely ignorant of the Word of God, but I had a relationship with the Lord. And I memorized John chapter 3, verse 16. Your testimony is dangerous to the enemy. So I thought, okay, well, let's sell everything in Sonora, California, which wasn't much. It fed in, fit in my pickup truck. <laughs> And we moved to Prescott, Arizona, where Kelly's parents allowed us to stay in their cabin for like 150 bucks a month. I wish they'd make me the same offer. I'd probably do it. So I'm enrolled in Bible college, pursuing the call of God. 
and his plan for my life. And my first class was church administration. I was never book smart, and I was like, a, uh, you know, when I really tried, maybe a B minus. Bible college got straight A's, though. So I forgot a book or something, and Kelly's mom, Sherry, who's with us today, she drove the book or whatever it was to the Bible College, Western Bible Institute in Phoenix, Arizona. And I meet her out in the alleyway, and I just said, Sherry, I, I can't do this. I've been here a week, and I'm having to memorize, you know, who's our general superintendent, you know, who's the janitor. I'm having to memorize names, and, and I just, and I wanted to give up on a dream that God placed in my life. But my mother-in-law would not allow me to give up on the dream that God has placed on my life. She rolled her window down. She said, Monty, you listen to me. At 50 years old, I went to nursing school and graduated. And by the way, she was an elite traveling nurse that took care of movie stars and famous world-class athletes. Ever heard of Muhammad Ali? My mother-in-law was his personal nurse for, I don't know, four or six months. And it was that pep talk, I thought, I can't give up. It's hard. It's outside of my comfort zone. It's not in my gift, but how many recognize there's always preparation required to walk in the promise of God? You cannot forsake the preparation process. Can I say this? Let me give you some encouragement. Often the assurance comes before the answer. 400 years God was silent from Malachi to Matthew. 400 years they waited and they wondered. But Simeon kept saying, God has given me a promise, and before I die, I am going to see the Messiah, the Christ child, the Savior, and the Redeemer. Death, you're not going to knock on my door because God has given me a promise. And the Holy Spirit, I've been walking with the Holy Spirit in seasons of discouragement. Can you imagine being Noah? took them 120 years to build the ark, and it had never rained. And yet they didn't give in. They didn't give up. They persevered. And I got a word for somebody here. God's spoken a promise. Maybe it's someone, our family online. God's spoken a promise over your life, and you're thinking, is a delay a denial? No, delays are not denials. Some of you are getting all bummed out and ready to just do something stupid because you've been praying for a, a godly spouse, talking about single people. Amen. His delays are not denials. Let me tell you what's going on. God is preparing your heart and God is preparing their heart. One day you're going to look up in the ministry, in the mission field. You're going to see something pretty down there. and She's going to see you, something handsome over here. Notice where the promise was fulfilled. Where was it? In the bar? No, the Bible said the temple. 
be very careful where your feet take you. Develop a daily communion and walk with the Holy Spirit. Do you know that many scholars believe that Simeon was an old man? I personally do. Everyone 50 and above, let's just say amen. One, two, three, amen. But he kept saying, God has given me a promise that before I die, I'm going to see the Messiah. I wonder how many times he was tempted to give up. I wonder how many times Noah and his family, they were tempted to give up. Simeon kept the faith, and he praises God and says, Now I can die in peace. Friends, another kingdom principle. Don't die until you behold the Savior. He held the Savior and he said, Now I can die. I've seen the promise. Don't die before you receive Christ. Because eternity is hell without him. I'm glad that they did not give up. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 27, Yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. If you will persevere, if you will keep walking in communion with the Holy Spirit, and if you will not give up or give in, listen closely, there will be a day when you see with your eyes and hold in your hands what God has spoken to your heart. Friends, you've come too far to give up now. There's some of you who've been through too much to give up now. Can I give you a promise? You are closer today to your promise than you were last night. But you've got to keep on walking in daily communion with the Holy Spirit. And as you do, He will direct your path and He will reveal the promise of God for your life. Yes, for a nation. Yes, for Israel. Yes, for the world. But also for your life. My final thought is this regarding perseverance. Remember, even the snails entered the ark. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for just who you are. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that convicts us of sin, convinces us that the Word of God is true, and that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Father, we thank you that you give promises to your people, but you also give promises to your kids individually. And Lord, there were a lot of hands that were raised regarding they've received a promise that's not yet been fulfilled. I pray that you would embolden their faith. I pray that you would strengthen them. I pray that instead of giving up or giving in, they would just drive a stake in the ground today and say, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. I'm closer today than I was last night. I will see the promise of God come to pass. And until I do, I know I'm in a season of preparation. Father, I thank you for Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe there's somebody here that um, that you don't know Jesus in a personal way. Maybe you know him in your head, but not your heart. Maybe you know about him, but you don't know him. Maybe you're not where you should be. I feel like there's somebody here that when I shared about 
steps that I would take if it were not for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're living there. Why live there when you can live where God is, where He is here? With every head bowed and every eye closed, you'd say, Pastor Monty, would you please pray for me? I need Jesus. I need to be saved, or I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. I'm not where I should be. Can I see your hands all over the building right now if you're here? Just raise them high. I want to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Lord bless you. I see you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. Anyone else? Just raise it high just so I can see it. Oh, Lord bless you. You can put your hands And I'm going to ask those of you who raised your hand, I want to lead you in a prayer. It's a prayer that I learned from my spiritual father, Pastor E.E. Smith, 41 years ago. And I want to lead you in this. Those of you who raised your hand, repeat this prayer out loud after me. And I'm going to ask everybody in here, because CFC is not a church to go to. It's a family to belong to. So we're going to pray right alongside of you. Would you please repeat these words out loud? Those of you watching online as well, if you need the Lord, pray this prayer out loud. Let's all pray this. Dear Heavenly Father, Let's everybody here pray it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name. Father, please forgive me for the mistakes in my life, for the sin in my life. I'm sorry and I repent. Jesus, I believe you died on a cross. You were buried in a tomb, rose from the dead on the third day. According to Scripture, Jesus right now, I invite you into my heart, into my life, to be my personal Savior, to be my personal Lord. Reveal your promises to me and your plan for my life. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that from this moment on, I'm not going to walk alone. You walk with me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you, dear ones. The Lord loves you so very much. Pastor Ryan is going to lead us in a worship song, and then Pastor Brandon is going to come and close the service. God bless you. And we're just going to sing this last song before we go. And our prayer team's going to come forward. Some of you are in the back. We just want to be able to pray for you. The heavens may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh, my God will never fail. My God will
Jesus. 